fans and welcome to another episode of the internationally known dudes at ringside podcast i'm your host joe the panther the third and now from the top of metal mountain in the middle of the mosh pit it's a happy heel himself the metal geek what's going on ringside crew what's going on internationally known what's going on joe how's it going today how's it going i'm good man oh another Fun episode for Women's Wrestling Month, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. And we can't wait because this is going to be an amazing episode. So let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to our guest today. She is the Amazon. Come in. Uh-huh. Hey, what? what's going on? How are you? Thank Good. you for having me. <laughs> Good. No problem, man. This is... For us, this is our second year doing Women's Wrestling Month, and like, it's so fun and so good. Like that we're what we're. Do- I'm so happy that we're doing this for women's wrestling and stuff like that. As we said before, a lot before we were before we were live. Like, like, it's so so many women's wrestlers that started out in the indies that ultimately don't really get the credibility that they need and deserve. And like, if like with you coming on our podcast, it's really cool. And like, there's a lot of people, a lot of fans we have from the UK. If they're not familiar with you, introduce yourself. Well, I am the Amazon, and um, you know, for those guys overseas, and uh, you know, basically with me, this is my third year wrestling, and uh, I started off training in New York, where I'm originally from. And then uh, for a short time, I went over to New Jersey for about six months before I transitioned moving to Florida. And I've been down here in Florida for the past two years. And uh, I continued my training with wrestling over at uh, Devon Dudley Academy. So Devon is my trainer. And uh, it's been a, a great experience and a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. You know, it, it definitely is not easy. And uh, it takes a lot of mental uh, toughness, you know, as, as what we were speaking about a little while earlier, you know, those motivational uh, posts that I put on Instagram, it's, it helps to program your mindset into thinking positively because, you know, there are some days where you're hyped up, ready to go to the gym, into the ring, you're ready to go and put in the work. And then there are some days where you feel like you're dragging your feet and you're still doing it because, you have a goal in mind and there are some days where you're in the car driving home crying because you're like, why am I doing this type of thing? Um, but here we are and it's, uh, it's been a great ride. It's been a great experience and this is only the beginning for me. Yeah. 
Awesome. So yeah, you mentioned that you were trained by Devon Dudley. We also had somebody on the podcast that was also trained by Devon Dudley, Joe, right? You, you know yeah. who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Dev Devlin that was trained by Devon Dudley. Yeah, I know Devlin. I have, I've met her a couple of times. Uh, she, uh, I guess before she continued, you know, her journey elsewhere, uh, when I was first coming in, that's how I met her because she was still there at the time. And I, I've been there over a year now. Uh, yeah, she's she's really good in the ring as well. Good talent. You know, he he produces among the best of talent between both men and women. And um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's a learning process. It, it is tough. It's challenging. It, it pushes you. It tests your limits in every aspect of the word that you could think of. Um, but it, it really is a great experience, you know, and uh, it's definitely worth it. So what would you say, like, the best advice Devon gave you when you were training with him? Oh, wow. He's he's given so much um, he's given so much insight just on how the wrestling business has worked. And considering, you know, his status of uh, of being um, a veteran, you know, he's WWE Hall of Famer. And I guess, you know, he. I think one thing that has always stuck with me that Devon has said is don't take no for an answer. Um, you know, he would talk to us about his journey and his story of, you know, when he trained with Johnny Rods in Brooklyn and over the summer last year, I, I met Johnny and I had the privilege to sit down with Johnny and, and we spoke about a, a solid uh, two hours and, and we were just talking about, you know, the business and, and the mental toughness that it takes and, uh, you know, him saying that, you know, he, he loved training Devon and things of that nature. So that was, that's been Devon's biggest thing that I could take away of, of all the things that he has said is uh, never take no for an answer. And if you are told no, find another way to get to where you need to be, you know, and because unfortunately, you know, when we're all going through this process, you're going to be told no, or you're going to be, you know, turned down from promoters and, and things like that. And, and you just have to keep, you have to take it with a grain of salt and you have to keep pushing and not be discouraged. And if it's something that you truly, truly want, and you know, you have to keep going. So yeah, he he's, I, I remember, I, I think that was maybe the first five or six months that I started training with him. He, he, we had that conversation as a whole group uh, with the students and he said, you know, Keep uh keep going. Don't take no for an answer. Do not take no for an answer. If someone tells you no, find another way to get someone to tell you yes eventually. Because someone will eventually tell you yes. And all you need is one person to believe in you. It's important that you believe in yourself above anything else. But all you need is one person because there's eyes everywhere, obviously, right? So you just need one to watch and to catch their attention. And, and that's all it takes. Yeah. yeah, like that that's so true. Like it's like it's like us with our podcast. Like we we started out and like we just it's just me and geek talking about wrestling. And we then we started getting people interest because we just were goofy and we'll talk about wrestling, we'll go everywhere on the topic. Yeah. And then we started getting interested, and then we started talking to wrestlers, and the wrestlers are like, hmm, they seem interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, then yeah. one started telling their friends, and then 300 episodes deep. Yeah. <laughs> 300 episodes later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you know, it's like the way like you guys reached out to me, and I'm 
I'm always open to, you know, podcasts and talking to people. I like talking to people about my experience and, and every time it's refreshing, every time I get a, a podcaster or, you know, a promoter that reaches out to me because they want, they want to speak to me or they want to communicate with me or, or get to know me on, on a wrestling level and a professional level. It's, it's always uh, nice when, when you know you have eyes on you, it's like you also feel that sense like, okay, you know, I got to always do my best no matter what and, and be the best that I could possibly be and things of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, podcasts are great. I've, I've had so much fun with uh, podcasts. Uh, this is um, this year alone. I mean, we're just ending January tomorrow. Uh, I, this is my fifth podcast, and I'm sure it's definitely not going to be the last. Wow, that that's amazing. You know, hey, keeping busy. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I know you guys were struggling because with the pandemic, like in two thousand in twenty twenty, like you guys pretty much didn't have live shows so did that affect you in any way did you do shows or would you be not wrestling uh i was you know we, with the especially in new york with the very strict guidelines um i wasn't doing shows um until you know the state gave the okay for you know uh things to gradually slowly open back up I really started going uh, hardcore with doing shows last year, but like what you said, with the pandemic involved, it was it was super difficult because it's like, you know, also with the people that you train with, you know, everybody's nervous being near each other. You know, do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? Who's vaccinated? Who's not? And who got sick? And and who is giving it to everybody in training? And it was it was just a mess, you know. And and uh, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't really function or, or I guess get the enjoyment out of training as what you would really want to prior during the pandemic, as opposed to if there wasn't a pandemic. So it wasn't until, you know, when I actually moved to Florida and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, COVID is still around and, and lingering. Um, you know, it's like, we go to training, like, what masks? We don't need that. No. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, uh, um, it's just, it, it's totally different, but now that things are back to normal, it's, it's a, it's a sense of relief. Like you can, you know, go to training confident and, you know, obviously still taking precaution. Um, but during, no, I was not doing shows at that time. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't possible. And, you know, a lot of people were concerned and it wasn't just me, a lot of, you know, other talent from other promotions and other training facilities, you know, then rightfully so they were nervous. They were scared. They, you know, they don't want to work with someone one weekend and then the next weekend they're stuck in their house for two weeks because they're sick. So, um, yeah, it was very tough, but it's gotten a lot better, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Also, not only that, it's like you couldn't even the, the promoters couldn't even book matches. Because they were just so worried about this person getting sick and that person getting sick. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to wrestle this person this week. Oh, this person has COVID. Plans changed. And that must be so frustrating for the promoter because then they have to go back into like the playbook and be like, okay, what are we doing here now? Who are we putting here? Who are we putting there? Because then they got changed their whole card around. Right. And yeah. sometimes it's not always, you know, sometimes it's, and it's frustrating. It becomes frustrating for everybody because 
here you are, you know, you're booked, you're looking forward to facing your opponent in the ring, and then they get sick. And sometimes it's not even what goes on in the locker room. You know, everybody in the locker room is considerate of each other and, and takes the precautions that they need to take. Sometimes it's just, you know, you have fans in the area and, you know, things like that. So it's like anything can happen. And, you know, germs are transmitted through your hands and through the air. So, um, you know, it, it, it yes, it's definitely frustrating for the promoter when he gets a call, can't do it, sick, you know, and now they got to scramble the day before a show to try to get someone to cover for, you know, the guy or the girl that is showing up because you don't want to leave them hanging with nobody to face and things of that nature. So yeah, it, it can be a, it can be a, a frustrating moment, but it's, it's also, that's why they always say card subject to change because anything can happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, so we went a, a little off topic, but how did you get your start in the wrestling business? Exactly. Okay. So uh, how I got into wrestling, like I, I, I grew up watching the attitude era as a kid. So that was, you know, China, you name it. You know, that was my girl. But uh, I, I loved watching her. And um, but how I got into it was I, I actually wish I started younger. But, you know, it is what it is. Life happens. You have kids and uh, the rest is history. But what essentially happened was four years ago, um, my mom had gotten sick. And I was trying to find a way to distract myself. Uh, I've always been athletic. I've always been an athlete growing up, the gymnastics and swimming, you know, most of my life until I retired. And to take my mind off of her being sick and as she was going through treatment, I, uh, I wanted something to do. So, you know, I started looking up training facilities in the area of where I, I lived at at the time. And I didn't think nothing of it. I thought, eh, it's just something to try. Let's see how this works. And I'll learn something about it, you know, see what it really is like on TV and, and things of that nature. And, you know, when I, when I started training, I was also, you know, into CrossFit. And again, it was all a distraction for me uh, to take my mind off of things. And I started enjoying it. I started, you know, learning different techniques and, and, and things like that. So I started to take it more seriously. I wasn't just seeing it as uh, just uh, oh, something to do when I'm bored. You know, I was I was treating it as if I would go to work every day and, you know, you're trying to do your best while you're at work. So um, that's what that's where it became. It, you know, it was it was it became a, it became therapy for me. And, you know, like I said, whenever, you know, you got things going on up there and um, it, it just helped me to be a distraction. And, you know, it's very hard to still keep that focus when you have a lot going on in your life. But um, that's how I got into it. And here we are, you know, and it's like I take it seriously now more than ever. I, I put in the work every day. If it's not in the ring, it's in the gym. And, um, you know, that's that's just how what it's become for me. Yeah, totally. Like, geek. Next, you have any more questions? Yeah. So, so anyway, I was gonna ask you. Um, like, what, is there any places you would love to travel to that you have not traveled to yet? I definitely would love to go to uh, the UK. Um, I would love to uh, go to Germany to uh, you know just to get that experience. 
um, get that experience, get to see, uh, travel the world. I have never been over international waters. Puerto Rico does not count. It's part of the U.S., you know. Um, so it's, I have never been overseas, so I, I would love to definitely try. And we'll see where the wind takes me, you know. It's, uh, it's one step at a time, and, and, but that's, it's definitely on my bucket list of things to accomplish. And I actually, my goal is, is to go to Germany to train at WXW for um, a couple of weeks and um, just, to, just to see the different atmosphere, you know, working with um, individuals from around the world, um, learning new techniques, new styles, because the thing about this business is that no matter where you train at, where, you know, where you come from, uh, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to learn and grow. And I think that's, you know, such a huge, important factor. It's like you have to be coachable. You have to be willing to learn and, and be open-minded, you know? It's like, um, but yeah, so anywhere internationally would be great for me. But those are the main two on my list. Definitely. Is there any opponents you, you would love to face or not yet? I don't really have... Um, I, I, said, I had said this a few weeks ago, like I'm just... I'm just enjoying the ride and taking in who I'm, I'm being given now. But if I absolutely had to choose, I would not uh, mind facing Nyla Rose. Um, and um, from Impact Rosemary, I just, there's something about her that uh, I just love. And, it, um, you know, she's a longtime veteran in, in the ring. And uh, if, if I had to and I had the opportunity to face either one of them, I would be, that would be like huge for me. I mean, you never know. She's going to be on the show. You're going to be on so pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, so, and that's actually going to be my first time me meeting her. I've I've never met her, so I'm absolutely looking forward to that. And um, uh, there I am, there in in the top in the back. Uh, we next stay or there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right underneath the R. <laughs> um, yeah, there I am. Um, yeah, I've never met Nyla and um, I'm definitely looking forward and excited to meet her and, you know, to talk with her a bit, pick her brain a bit about the business and, and things of that nature. Yeah, because, yeah, and then look at this card. If you want to talk about the card a little bit, I mean, it looks so stacked right now. You got everybody on there pretty much. Yeah, it absolutely is stacked. Um, you know, you got Riley Shepard over there. Um, we have uh, Tara Calloway right next to Christina Marie. And uh, Tara Calloway is actually going to be in my bracket for the tournament uh, on that day. I will also be in there with JC Storm and uh, Becca Wiley, who is up and coming um, as a wrestler. But she's been really a, a thorn in my side. Like, she's just everywhere I go, she's just there, you know. And it's like, uh, it's time to get rid of her once and for all. So, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to facing uh, Tara. Tara is another well-renowned veteran. And, uh, you know, she's going to be a, a little bit of a challenge for me. But, um, you know, big girl like I am. But um, that's okay. I'm ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> There's the saying that goes, be ready so you don't have to get ready. So um, I will be ready. Definitely. And and that, that show, you buy your tickets now, folks, man. Oh, buy your buy them now because it's just this show will sell out because they have so many stacked people on this this car and, right now and it's i mean it's not just like it's not just a a show regular show it's i was i i was thorough when you sent me that poster i was examining that thing like a doctor examining 
examining an arm after they broke it. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look at this. Look at her. She's in the other yeah. endless there. Vicky's yeah. in the show. Christina's in there. Riley, she- Riley Shepard, oh, right? Shepard's in the show. Mimi's in the Oh my gosh, this is like your WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that's how I look at it, you know, and it's gonna be, it's it's like a WrestleMania for us women. You know, uh, Riley is just, uh, even though we have our beef in the ring, uh, our last show, you know, we really went at it. Um, but, um, you know, Riley Shepard, I do give her credit. She is coming back from a, a pretty serious injury and, um, and she's ready to go. She's fired up just like I'm fired up. And uh, we have business to handle. It's strictly business when we get there. Definitely. It, Definitely. And also, I, I saw other thing I was examining. It's like it's like the thing I'm going to in May with ISCBW. It's like a con. So there's like a thing before the show. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that side too? That sounds that sounds really fun. Yeah. The uh, so the fan fest is uh, the plan for the uh, fan fest is it's two hours of a window frame where you know. All the women, uh, the wrestlers there, including myself, uh, you know, fans can come meet and greet and, you know, buy some merch, eight by tens and things of that nature. And then I believe outside after the fan fest is over, uh, they're designated to have some, you know, food trucks for the fans. That way they don't have to really drive far in order to get food before the actual show starts. They can, uh, you know, get food from the food trucks. And then when the actual show starts, that's that's the big party. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be a very eventful, busy, hardworking day, but it absolutely is going to be worth it. I mean, this is like my first, this is really like my first largest event ever, um, you know, between shows and it is kind of like a mini convention, you know, because like I said, we have the fan fest and, um, I'm definitely looking forward to it and, um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a great day. It definitely is gonna be a great day. Yeah. So so what would you say your favorite food is? It's the eyeball my, question. <laughs> 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 my favorite food. Oh man. I I I, I really like uh I'm a big uh my my daughter's looking at me like, what's my favorite food? <laughs> What? Yeah, it's my food. Her favorite food is my food. Yeah, she, she <laughs> whatever she's eating, you're eating. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, my daughter does like she's uh she's 15, so she does like to cook. So she does cook pretty well. So I, I've been lucky enough where now that she's starting to learn how to cook, I could take a step back on cooking because I've been doing it since she was born. <laughs> um, but if I had to absolutely choose uh pizza is my nemesis for cheat meal days, my absolute nemesis. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it makes me sad when living in Florida, it can't compare to the pizza in New York. I'm sorry. Nope. It's just, it's never going to happen. You there know? are some, there are some gems. There are some gems because I, I have a house out in Florida too. So it's, but there are some gems over there. And, Few and, and uh, far in between. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to look for them, but there are little tiny little gems and Chinese and, food. You, yeah. you want to get Chinese food and you get like caca. And bagels. And bagels. You can't <laughs> find that food on a bowl. You You're can't like, find yeah, it's like it's like every time somebody recommends a good bagel place in Florida, it's like, oh, they got the water from New York. I'm like, what they do? They shipped it? I'm like, how do you get yeah, the water from New York? York? What do you guys yeah, <laughs> I, I, be, I believe that the water is truly imported because the water down here is terrible. 
Like it's not, it's not like in New York, you know, we have the natural Springs, we got the Adirondacks, you know, and uh, New York city alone actually has very, very good tap water where if I wanted water, I could have literally just open up the sink, take water. And there you go. Because it is that good. And you could drink it right from the sink, but down here, we you can't do that. No, everything is filtered, bottled, and it's nuts. That's a, I don't even drink, to be honest with you, when I go down to Florida, I don't even drink the tap water with my coffee. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 I just I pour a bottle of water down there and say, okay, this is what we're going to use today. And that's okay. That's how we do when I'm filling up the coffee maker. I take, uh, we have a water cooler in my house, so I'll take it either from the water cooler or I'll grab a bottle and pour right in. Yeah, the water cooler, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's not coming from I'll the sink that much, I know. I'll be the idiot in the TikTok. I'll be like this. I'll be like, I'm going to have some water. No, in the arms. This <laughs> is my picture with the wreath around it. We yeah. lost Joe today. He was such a nice guy. I think yeah. I, don't th- I don't think anything would happen. I think you'd just get really sick. No, it's a funny joke. She, see, she, she got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a picture of the great think, picture. Oh, yeah, like I don't this. think it would kill you, but it, it, yeah. It, it just, I don't even think it would get you sick. It's just. When you taste it, you're like, eh, like, no. <laughs> I remember it, it's that swamp water. It's that swamp water is what it is yeah. <laughs> down in Florida. I remember so going to Florida when I was a little boy. I was we were walking to the beach, me, my sister, my mom, and my grandfather, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Mom, who farted? Which one of you farted? And my my mom's like, No, and sister's like, You're nasty. And I'm like, Who farted? My grandfather's like, Randy. Nobody farted. That's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's Florida. Yeah. It has a, it's a, like, I don't near, I don't live near the, uh, the swampy areas or the wetlands, thank God, um, or any lakes like that. But Where the alligators are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 stay, I stay away. No. <laughs> Um, but, uh, where I do live, you know, it has that nice humidity Florida scent, but when you go in those swamp lands, yeah, you're going to. It's not yeah, exactly smell. the, that the smells place. bad over there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some, there's a lot of nature preserves over there. You see a lot of alligators and you see a lot of birds over there. It does, yep. but it does, but those swamp plants cover your nose. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go over there, he sends me pictures of alligators. Joe, look who's here. And then I send him a meme of a, a, a give of somebody running. <laughs> don't go for it. It's like, don't go for a swim. Don't go for some geek. It's not a yeah, good there's idea. a there's a rule of thumb that uh, in Florida, wherever there is a body of water, you are likely to find a snake or a gator in it. So don't go in it. Or, or iguanas. Yeah, well, iguanas. Or... I don't think bother me, but the snakes and and the gators. I'm fascinated by gators, but still no. Like I don't know. <laughs> and I snakes going... are just a, a huge no for me. I remember being in Florida in 2019 to go to Universal. And my sister opened the back door to get the room all ready for us. And she opened the door. I heard my sister let out this loud scream. I thought it was something bad. I thought something a flu or bee flew in. She's like, there were the salamanders in the door. One flew. It flew <laughs> past her like a bullet. And she was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, ah. I, I had my bag and I was going, ah. I don't know why I was doing that, but I was like, ah. Joe, Joe would be like, it's Florida. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yeah. Florida. And we got to Florida. It was like October. 
you know, here in the East Coast in October, it's, you know, like 40. It's getting cold. Yeah. It's getting cold. So I went there with a long sleeve shirt on, a pair of jeans. We're walking down the street in Orlando, long story short. And people are looking at us. I'm like sweating like I was lying. I was like, Angela, why, why is it so hot? Why are people staring at us? Oh, my God, we're in Florida in pants, long sleeve shirts, and jeans in Orlando. <laughs> like, we're sw- I was sweating bullets. So I was like. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we had a, you know, a cold snap uh, early December, uh, even as far as a couple of weeks ago. But uh, it's starting to gradually warm up. Like uh, today, it was, it was a pleasant 82 degrees. It was really nice. And um, so we'll see how long that continues for. But, yeah, usually Florida is, is like that. You know, it'll start off cool in the morning. But then, uh, you know, 40s, 50s uh, even. And uh, but by midday, by noon, it's, it's 75, 80. So, and there's no humidity, which makes it even more better. Uh, you know, I love the summertime. I love the heat. But it's, it's god-awful when, when the humidity is just in the air. Like, you're sweltering. And when we, uh, you know, where we train at, again, it's all about, you know, mindset. You know, there's no AC in there. We are in that heat. You know, it's 110 degrees in there in that warehouse. And and uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it at the end of the day, it's it's mental discipline. And uh, we get through it. You know, we're constantly being hydrated and, and we take we do take our breaks when we need it. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah, I don't think Joe's ever seen a show in a warehouse before, and I I, I told Joe stories. He, it gets it. like two of them on Long Island, and he said, I, no I, "Not not not only not only that, I've been to a, a show in a warehouse in Florida too." Oh, warehouse. yeah. So it gets you, pretty hot in those are warehouses. You with uh, CCW in Florida, yes, yeah, CCW. That's where that's the one. That's where I saw the. I show. Ha- I have heard of them. I know they're located out in Jacksonville, right? No, I, I think. I think South South Florida, I think. South, okay. I would have to I have heard of them. I have never wrestled for them. Um, I've had quite a few people telling me you should reach out to them. And I'm like, oh, should I? <laughs> um, oh, Magic City is that one's in Miami. That was in yeah, Miami. yeah. That's that's about um, I mean, I, I'm always up for taking the trip and uh, you know, taking a weekend getaway over there. Miami's about four hours from where I'm at. Miami. But, uh, yeah (laughs) um i have heard of them though and um you know i was actually uh i was uh, snooping around uh just uh reaching out to other promoters today uh you know in the northeast and uh trying to network down here as well just to put myself out there more because you know it's part of the business and like i said you know during the process you're going to get some yeses and then you're going to get some no's and and even or Thanks for sharing, but, you know, we'll be in touch and you don't hear back. But um, the key is to not get discouraged and to be persistent and to keep going. Yeah, And so, and CCW, I think, has another promotion now. I think they're partnering up with this promotion called Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I have, I have heard of them. I have heard of uh, Boca Raton. Um, I yeah. just... I don't know how new they are, but I have heard of the name just very vaguely. Yeah, the- you have to say it like she said it. Never say it throw them away again. 
(laughs) 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 I try to teach him, and then we get a guest with a Spanish-sounding name, and he's just like, Joe, you want to... It's like Wayne's World. It's like, Garth, Joe, do you want to introduce the guest? I'm like, no, you introduce the guest. And he knows what I'm doing. I'm like, he's (laughs) Puerto Rican, and my last name starts with an R, ends with a Z, and they have to roll it to say my last name like you're rolling dice playing that playing that, uh, <laughs> that freaking game with the dice yeah funny and he's like at the end of the podcast he called me he goes joe you're such a jerk you know so that you're half Spanish. It starts with an r and ends with a z is either rodriguez or ramirez i'll tell you at the end of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say scully <laughs> my last name is you gotta roll the dice and play some scully when you say my last name <laughs> or play those chests yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's been uh an interesting uh you know uh and the D uh just to reiterate back on the D365 cup. So it's a revamp of Goddesses of War Wrestling. So Goddesses of War Wrestling is a branch of Titan Championship Wrestling which is based out in New Jersey. Um they go to numerous areas of New Jersey. Uh, we wrestle in Brick, we wrestle in Hoboken, we wrestle in Bayville. And, um, you know, they're just, we are all gas and no breaks this year with uh, TCW. And, uh, you know, it's the revamp of Goddesses of War. And the revamp is beginning with this. And um, and then it's going to go to, uh, from there, it's, it's going to just keep going. You know, we have this in February, then we have a uh, uh, a show in March that uh, discusses or it, it raises awareness for individuals with cerebral palsy. So we have a lot of good stuff lined up and uh, you know, they've been so good to me and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes a lot of work and um, you know, here we are. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They are great people to work with. And like I said, you know, I got my rivalries in that poster over there and I'm going to handle them on the 25th. But, you know, the locker room is very loving. Everybody, uh, you know, for the most part gets along. Everybody's respectful of each other. Everybody looks out for each other. And, and you know, we need more places like that that has that type of environment because nobody wants to work in a crappy environment where everything's uncomfortable no. and, and, you know, this and that. And, yeah, you can keep it professional and keep your distance if you don't really get along with someone. But it's uh, there's nothing better than – you know, going to work and going to work knowing that you don't have to worry about drama. You don't have to, you know, apart from the beef of what I have, you know, in the ring with my opponents, you know, I, I'm there to work, you know, at the end of the day. So it's that's what I look forward to every time I, I head up there with them. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you also speak on, uh, like, having problems with opponents. I mean, me and Joe – uh, we work together with a lot of different other podcasts, and we and I think the most important thing is to connect to other podcasts because you know to make your community stronger, and that's that's one thing you want to do is say, hey, I have this person, or I have this person. You know what I mean? So you're helping not you're not only helping each other out, you're helping the wrestlers out as well. So I think that's very also very important. Like, yeah, for for myself and Metal Geek, we 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 put all our heart and soul into this we're geek and i are people with disabilities and it's some things are harder than others but we do things and we do things to make the community better the podcast community better and make ourselves better 
And we don't focus in on us having a disability. We focus on trying to make, um, it's hard to explain. <laughs> like we try to make everything, everybody seem, you don't have to know, you know, but right. it's good to have an awareness and right. not everybody with a disability is quiet and mute. Everybody's right. different. And we know how to speak to a community of people that don't know us. And we right. just open it up to other people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you guys are not alone. I have uh, I have one myself. And uh, sometimes it's very noticeable. Sometimes it's not. Um, and I, you know, I, I've dealt with it since I was a child. I had I have something what is called Coates disease, which is basically a detached retina of the eye. Um, when I was born, I was literally born where one eye is smaller than the other. And, um, and it, you know, it's a tough road, you know, being made fun of, being, being bullied. Uh, even as an adult, I'm still dealing with this. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, come on, is this enough already? You know, this is who I am. It's not going to change. And people have to get used to it and deal with it, you know? And um, so it, it's, you guys definitely are not alone in that, but I, I think I get what you're saying with regards to, you know, regardless of, I think, I think a, a good way to word it is regardless of disability, everyone has the ability to do something and to be involved in something. Uh, Becca Wiley, for instance, she's a pain in my butt, but Becca has cerebral palsy. And I give her a lot of credit because it takes a lot of courage to have a disability and want to step in the ring. You know, like I have a blind spot. I do not see anything from my left eye. There is nothing there. It is complete shadow. So I actually, I did um, uh, a photo shoot about two months ago and, I, and I'm uh, with a photographer who's very well known down here in Florida, uh, Ripple Horse Photography. He's great. Alan is excellent. Um, a pro to the T and um, uh, I'm scheduled to see him in a couple of weeks to do another shoot actually before I head up for uh, the D365 cup. And I was talking to him because when he was showing me my, and this is something that I still sort of struggle with from time to time. And I could put all the makeup on and, and do all this and whatever. And, and you know, it's still there. Um, and, uh, you know, I told him, I said, is there anything that we could do about this to adjust? You know, my head has to be turned a certain way for pictures. And he helped me out with all of that. And I what really uh, got me in a positive way was he was like, I'm not going to edit the way that you want. And the reason why I'm not is because this is you. This is who you are. He's like, you know, I could, I could do what you want because you're paying me, but this is you. You want people to know that this is who you are. So that was really touching for me to hear that from him and, you know, understand that, you know, this is what I have. This is how it is. It's not going away. Uh, even with all the technology in the world, it's, you know, it's stable for right now. And as long as I continue to take care of my health, it will maintain uh, stable without getting worse or, you know, less than I, I have dealt with radiation. I, I had 13 surgeries to try to make adjustments and to fix what needed to be fixed. Um, and this is what it is. And I, I live a normal life. I work, I drive, I, I do everything. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so for people, especially with people that have disabilities, whether it's cognitive, whether it's physical, um, mental, internal, whatever it may be, everyone has the ability to, to be successful at something and has the right to be passionate about something that they truly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for rambling on for so long. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> As we always say, we love stories. We love people yeah. talking about topics in it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, um, you know, that's, that's how it is. And I, and uh, it, it also spreads positivity to those that, you know, are fans, lots of fans that may have disabilities and it, it, it sets the example for them that you can do whatever your heart desires to do and you can be good at it. It takes work, but you can actually be good at it. Definitely. So do you have any upcoming shows? I mean, we talked about the D35 Cup, so. We have, so for right now, no, apart from um, March, I'm scheduled to uh, head out to Tennessee to do a show there, but nothing yet for uh, April or May. Not as of yet, and I'm just, you know, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm not complaining either because, you know, I have had a show every single month since last year consistently. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining, you know, it's a, uh, there are some people that, you know, get a show, maybe get booked on a show, maybe every other month. There are some people that get booked on a show consistently every month. There are people that get booked on shows every week and uh, either way it's okay. So it's like, as long as I'm getting that recognition, I am not complaining. I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying it. So for right now, those are those are the uh, the main two. Nothing yet for April or May, but I'm sure something is going to come along between now and then. Definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, is there any social medias that you have, or? Uh... I do have social media. Uh, I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am not a huge Twitter user. Um, I do have <laughs> it. My account is active. It's just I, I pop in once in a while, you know, to share posts from, you know, matches or, or if I see peers that had a good show and things like that, just to support. Uh, I am mostly on Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram is uh, my my Instagram tag is underscore Amazon 413. And you'll see my name. It'll say the Amazon. And that's me there. And uh, on Facebook, uh, you know, people can follow me. I have close to, uh, I have more than 10,000 followers on Facebook. So wow. it's, uh, yeah, it's my actual name, uh, Amanda Fuentes. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm always on between Instagram and Facebook. I, I flip flop between the two. And uh, I, I mean, mainly use those two platforms. Yeah. We want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, though. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Uh -huh. You're welcome. I'm Joe the Third. I'm the Metal Geek. I'm the Amazon. And we will catch you in the next one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>